It's summer, spirit of early mists and showers. Ixta, goddess of ropes and snares. Ixgel, the spider web that catches the dew of morning. Zui cock, virgin fire, patroness of infants. Adziz, the master of cold. Kaku pocket, who works in fire. Ixta doom, she who spits out precious stones. Ixchun chan, the dangerous one. Apuk, the destroyer. Hiroshima, 1945, August 6. 16 minutes past 8 a.m. Who really gave that order? Answer, control. The ugly American, the instrument of control. Question, if control's control is absolute, why does control need to control? Answer, control needs time. Question, is control controlled by its need to control? Answer, yes. Why does control need humans, as you call them? Wait. Wait, time, a landing field. Death needs time like a junkie needs junk. And what does death need time for? The answer is so simple. Death needs time for what it kills to grow in, for our poop's sake. Death needs time for what it kills to grow in, for our poop's sweet sake, you stupid, vulgar, greedy, ugly American death sucker. Death needs time for what it kills to grow in, for our poop's sweet sake. You stupid, vulgar, greedy, ugly American death sucker, like this. Brian Geisen had the all-purpose nuclear bedtime story. The all-purpose bedtime story, in fact. Some trillions of years ago, a sloppy, dirty giant flicked grease from his fingers. One of those gobs of grease is our universe on its way to the floor. Splat. All right, thank you, Bill. And this, if you haven't noticed already, is not 11 o'clock comics, although it is being presented in the same feed. This is a little something we decided to call Out of Our Heads. And the purpose of this little dog and pony show is to cover works that would not be able to be adequately covered within the time space of 11 o'clock comics. For example, something that, that's really conceptually dense, something that, that, that demands a little bit um, more finely tuned investigation. Um, and so we decided, hey, let's just add something to this feed, another little show. And I dragged in a person who is definitely not a stupid, vulgar, greedy American death sucker. He is, uh, he's got a lot of soul. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. An incredibly intelligent dude. Mr. David Faust. Thanks. See that? I build you right up. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Afraid it might be a letdown for the people. I might actually be a stupid, vulgar, greedy, ugly American <laughs> death sucker. <laughs> You're none of that. <laughs> Maybe a little greedy, but that's okay. Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Right. And tonight, 
we are going to be looking at a fantastic tome released mm-hmm. by Fanographics Books. This this stuff has been perking for what at least forty years, right? At least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is called the Lost Art of Apuk is here. Images from the graphic novel. Uh, of course, the author is Mr. William Burroughs, and the artist is a man named Malcolm McNeil. And uh, it's it's a little bit of a sticky wicket because I'll be uh, full disclosure. I am a huge Burroughs fan. Uh, he's my favorite favorite author, but I have never read the actual text of Apuk is here because it is one of the more difficult to obtain Burroughs works for some reason. Uh, it was published um, back in mid-70s, I think, uh, yeah. in, in a book called Apuk is Here and Other Texts. And for whatever reason, it's gone out of print and commands like $80, $90 um, a copy on the, the secondary market. So tightwad that I am, uh, I refuse to pay that. And in lieu of that... I mean, when you when you want a, a very hard to find text that commands a lot of money, the 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 alternative is to find it on the internet, right? Right. <laughs> it's not easy either. <laughs> so, I've never seen it. No, and I do a lot of searches, and um, I, I mean, I I'll download um, alternate language versions of my favorite mm. books. I have uh, Naked Lunch in, in in German and and Spanish, and just I mean, as a little kick, but I have never found. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have a, a German uh, translation of Apuk, but it's a PDF, so I can't run a uh, um, the uh, language translator on it. So, But mm. that's neither here nor there. Um, so, I, full disclosure, I have never read the text of Apuk. I have heard Bill talk about it, uh, which you are going to hear in a couple minutes as soon as we get these, these pleasantries out of the way. Uh, as usual... Whether they know it or not, uh, this episode of Out of Our Heads is being sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, <laughs> DCBService.com, where you can get all your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, massive discounts, 35 sometimes all the way up to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. They pack them up nice and secure, deliver them right to your home. You do not even have to move other than clicking your mouse or you're, you're tapping on your, your, your tablet device. They are the absolute best. DCBService.com. Okay. So how do you want to approach this? Should, should, <coughs> we, should we let Bill tell them um, about the story, and then we'll come back in with our thoughts yeah. on it? I think that would be best, just to go ahead and get it out there, and then we can kind of come in and talk on it and riff on it. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay. Uh, everybody, this is Billy Burroughs himself talking about Ah Pook. Let this soak in. Let it wash over you. We'll be right back. Actually, we'll be back in 12 minutes. <laughs> it's not short. <laughs> <laughs> this reading is from an unpublished book entitled Ah Pook is Here. Ah Pook is the Mayan god of death, but unlike the medieval Christian conception of death, Apuk was not regarded by the Mayans as purely negative and destructive, but simply as a stage of life making way for rebirth and regeneration. This book concerns an American billionaire who is obsessed by a desire for immortality. 
He discovers lost Mayan books containing some of the basic secrets of life and death and uses this knowledge to set up a rather ill-advised control machine. Train whistle, train in lunar landscape of northern Mexico. Cut to Mr. Hart's private car, books spread out on a table. He is reading the books laboriously from a Spanish key. Now here is the young corn god turning into death. When I die, I become death. Death is the seed from which I grow. Now this dying to produce oneself sounds awfully hit and miss to canny young heart. <laughs> Obsessed by his desire for immortality, he does not grasp the full significance of this simple survival formula nor the seeds of disaster it contains. Mr. Hart certainly does not think of himself as a Christian, yet all his thinking is formed by Western Christianity. He thinks in either or, that is, one God terms. He is looking for the secrets of fear and death. Must be one thing or the other, he tells himself. It's all very simple. The priests became death, and therefore they could not die. Can't leave any loose ends trailing about. At dawn, death came to the hut. The youth tried to face him and hurl a magic object. He almost succeeded, for death was old and tired. The weakness of death in this passage alarms him. Perhaps the priests postulating all those millions of years in which they had existed, killed themselves with old age. Mr. Hart is not really an intelligent man. He does not at this point even guess the real reason for these expeditions into remote past time. The priests made calculations on their calendar dating back 400 million years. Why? Mr. Hart will find out in time. He will find out that death needs time. Death needs time like a junkie needs junk. And what does death need time for? The answer is so simple. Death needs time for what it kills to grow in, for our pook's sweet sake. You stupid, vulgar, greedy, ugly American death sucker like this. Death walks out into the field and kills the young corn god. The young corn god becomes a death seed from which another young corn god will grow. Birth and death in all its rich variety of an old outhouse. However, there is always more death than growth, even in the simplest terms of soil exhaustion. Every time you kill a young corn god, life goes out of him. The seed grows slower. The seed loses vitality. The corn god looks like a soulless zombie. And finally, the seed does not grow. No time for death. So death has to travel. Death takes the young corn god back to a time when he hasn't been hit so often he is punch drunk. Back to his youth. Back, 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 clickety-clickety-clack, back to the Garden of Eden. Sure, death will burn that down, too. 
The Mayan priests made these expeditions into past time because they had burned down present time. Mayan scholars have wondered why they did not make more calculations into future time. They were overdrawn, checks bounced, nothing and nobody there. Now this did not happen right away. You don't get hooked on the first shot, and even when you are hooked, you can control it for a while, maybe stay on the same dose. But fix yourself on a junkie on heroin for several thousand years. Control that habit. So he goes back to the time when his habit was manageable. And what gets out of hand, there he goes further back. Look at the Mayan pantheon and the calendar, and you will see that the Mayans, as experienced vampires and time junkies, were keenly aware of this impasse and took what precautions they could to avoid it by balancing the gods of life and death. Not as Mr. Hart's accounts are balanced on an either-or basis, but through a series of transitional shadings. In the transitional forms of death, death to some extent identifies with the man he kills and shares his death. Now, this seems very subversive to Mr. Hart, who never identifies with his victim. To do so would put him in danger of becoming a victim himself. Yet, at some point, death must take this risk. Death must become immortal and die in order to be reborn. Hart is not willing to take this risk. He wants to be death, but he will not know death. Death will not serve a stranger who cannot prove his title. A gringo who fears the very word and sets up a house rule that the word death may not be pronounced in his presence. Hart cannot read the Mayan books. He is reading them as one who reads Moby Dick to find out about whaling and to hell with Captain Ahab and the white whale. What is written there, long dormant, is now a virulent strain of virus, waiting to escape, to leap from the pages and infect millions of human hosts. Not with Mr. Hart's greedy, Bible-belt, 19th-century capitalistic message, but with their own messages, cruel, tender, ambiguous, shameless, slimy, virginal, capricious immeasurably old and ravenously young. It's Amna, spirit of early mists and showers. Ixtab, goddess of ropes and snares. Ixchel, the spider web that catches the dew of morning. Zui Kak, virgin fire, patroness of infants. Atsiz, the master of cold. Kaku Pocket, who works in fire. Ixtub Tomb, she who spits out precious stones. Hex Chun Chan, the dangerous one. Apuk, the destroyer. Look at these poisonous color maps where flesh trees grow from human sacrifice. Listen to these sniggering half-heard words of tenderness and doom from lips spotted with decay. Mr. Hart, who would be death, does not know to whom he is a speak. He intends to occupy the space of Hunab Ku in the Mayan pantheon.
Put up to the one divine. Of him no statue or picture was made, for he was incorporeal and invisible. He was, in short, the operator of the control machine, and in consequence did not include himself as data. However, having reprogrammed the machine to eliminate the troublesome good gods and those of ambiguous allegiance, Mr. Hart will soon encounter an acute time shortage. Death, now freed from all control, will use up all the time, and any control machine needs time. Yes, Mr. Hart, the Mayans ran it into the ground, too, but they didn't do it as quick as you will or cut themselves off with a habit as hoggish as yours. At this point, I put some questions to control. A word about this control. Some years ago in London, I contacted two computer programmers who purported to represent something that calls itself control allegedly from the planet Venus. Control will answer any question for one dollar. You give your question to the programmers who feed it into a computer some way and out comes the answer. So these are the actual questions that I sent in with my dollars and the answers I got back from control. Whoever or whatever control may or may not be. Question. If control's control is absolute, why does control need to control? Answer. Control needs time. Exactly. Control needs time in which to exercise control, just as death needs time in which to kill. If death killed everyone at birth, or control installed electrodes in their brains at birth, there would be no time left in which to kill or control. Question. Is control controlled by its need to control? Answer, yes. <laughs> Question. Why does control need humans, as you call them? Your knowledge of the local dialects leaves literacy to be desired. Answer, wait. Wait. Time, a landing field. The Mayans understood this very well. Mr. Hart does not. He thinks in terms of losers and winners. He will be a winner. He will take it all. Last take. Mr. Hart's deserted, ruined mansion, graffiti on the walls. Apuk was here. Here lived a stupid, vulgar son of a bitch who thought he could hire death as a company cop. So there you have it, the master himself talking about Apuk. Um, and the neat thing about the lost art of Apuk is here is that it presents uh, Mr. McNeil's images sans Burroughs text. Uh, the Burroughs estate would not allow the text of Apuk to be presented in tandem with the graphics. And that's mm. kind of cool because um, in typical Burroughs fashion, it um, is the inverse mirror image of the way it was originally presented. Uh, back when Apuk was, was first published, Bill wanted it illustrated. 
and for whatever well de- reasons detailed in the the text portions of this book it it was published without illustration so now we have a version of apuk published without text and mm-hmm. including illustrations that that is like typical burrows cosmic finger up the ass i mean that's just yep. <laughs> that's just how burrows <laughs> works um uh so where do we want to begin on this a little bit of history about uh the pairing of Malcolm McNeil and and William Burroughs in the uh in 1970 actually Burroughs mm. and Mr. McNeil teamed up on a uh well let's just call it what it was a comic adaptation mm. of something Burroughs called the unspeakable Mr. Hart and it ran in the first four issues of a British magazine called Cyclops which is notable for being the very first English adult comic paper. And uh, those pages, thankfully, are reproduced in this Lost Art of Apuk. You get, uh, well, I don't know if it's all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm th- pretty sure it is all of them, right? I think so, yeah, because there weren't that many. Right. Uh, it, it wasn't, and, and uh, obviously, uh, again, when we say this stuff is presented, presented without text, the pages, the Unspeakable Mr. Hart, are published in this book sans text. You get you get uh, dialogue balloons that are vacant, empty uh, narration boxes. It's just the images, but they're so strong, and it's obviously it's pretty obvious what's going on here. Where it, it's almost it would be almost redundant to to have the text, wouldn't you say? Oh, I think so. I mean, you know, when I look at it, you know, and I'm looking at it right now, you know, it flows pretty well. It, it definitely follows its own logic, but mm-hmm. the more you look at it, that it makes itself apparent. Yeah, you're you're right, and um, it's pretty vicious. Uh, the The gist of it is the same as Apuk. Uh, mm. The 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 uh, Stupid, vulgar, greedy American death sucker known as Mr. Hart mm. uh, has a plan. And, and he pillages uh, these Mayan codices for information on how to harness death uh, in the form of Apuk. Apuk was the destroyer. Uh, and, and the Mayan conception of, of death is not as doom and gloom as as uh, the western worlds uh, in, in the mayan mind death was merely a cycle of rebirth you couldn't have rebirth without death so it wasn't necessarily looked at as a bad thing because it perpetuates this this cosmic machine this this uh um rejuvenation um machine where where the the old is cycled out and the new is 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 ushered in but the problem with the, that machine is over a period of time the uh reincarnated would lose their potency like if you had and, and burrow said it best himself in his little intro you had a, a corn god who died and death did his little thing and he was reborn but the successive variations of the original lost something until they were so far diluted towards the end where they were just ineffectual and so what the Mayans did is they jumped back, and I don't like to use the word back, they, they, they accessed a portion of the, the existences of these 
beings and they went right to the part before they started to lose their potency see the um and stop me if i'm talking too much um oh, no, the, no. the the um the, the the concept of time is not linear in this stuff mm. um it it's more uh i don't want to give it a direction because then 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 it uh the concept is a little bit diluted is say you're you are uh time is the pinpoint of a record player stylus right and where it's touching that the groove that is all to anthropomorphize the, the stylus that that's all the stylus knows that that right. little spot that it's touching the, in the here and now but there's a lot more on that platter than the, just that groove so this the notion of time in this work is that um in in a single instance everything that happened before and after occurs we just have no knowledge of it we're we're oblivious to the fact because we're just in that single moment where our little diamond tip is is you know grooving on that on that that trench so the 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 mayans popped over to track 5 instead of track 1 uh no backwards they trap they 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 would pop backwards to track one and they 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 got these things right before they would lose their potency but see mr hart uh was oblivious to that fact he he uh, operated on western um almost christian thought where there was one god one mode of of accessing time and, and of course that's not the truth and, and he missed a key element and because uh, he decided to um obliterate all the quote good gods those he perceived as being goods good gods in the in the mayan pantheon and and those he uh couldn't tell where their allegiances uh lie he unleashed death death was unchecked there was there was no stopgap because uh there, there was it was a perfect balance of the things that would keep death in check and vice versa and without the the um the lockdown or, or the the balance, so to speak, death went willy nilly, and, and that's what happens in Apuk. Right, uh, the full on apocalypse. Yeah, which gives Burroughs ample opportunity to comment on a whole mess of stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, the the thing, I'm mean, just speaking in terms of of um, the way. Burroughs speaks in these audio recordings. I could listen to Bill forever. Yeah. He, his, I voice, do. <laughs> his voice is so calming and so soothing. And I know that wasn't the intent. But um, when he runs down that list of, of Mayan gods, when he goes, It's mm. Sama and, and Zui yeah. Kak. And I've, I've tried to duplicate his method of speaking. I can't do it. And my favorite is, is Kaku Pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kaku pocket, he who works in fire, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Pook the destroyer. Yeah. It's um, Chen Chan, the dangerous one. Nice, keep going. <laughs> I think I can listen to you all day too. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what we've decided to do is, uh, we gave you the rundown, but in 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 um, accessing the lost art of Apuk, you you really don't need the story. It's it's it is very important, but if the Burroughs estate decided that um, this work should be printed sans uh, text, then damn it, that's how we're going to comment on it. Uh, and, and you really don't need 
uh, a translation. If you do, there are plenty of text pieces in the back of the book fleshing out the history of the thing and the 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 uh, the the way it came to be and 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 where it went. And um, it's it's very cool conceptually. The creation of the thing plays on something Burroughs and Brian Geisen invented uh, was the cut up method. Um, where they would just write something or record something, <laughs> and then they would jumble it up. I mean, it's it's self-explanatory. They would cut up the text, or if they recorded it, they would move the 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 tape at random intervals, and whatever word or phrase would come up, they'd write that down, and then they'd do it again. Just just spin the tape, and whatever would spit out of the speakers, that would be the next piece of text in in the passage and and um it it goes it fits well with this story uh, conceptually because we have the notion of time not being um a straight line and also and here's where you're going to have to to run interference for me burrows because uh mcneil uh, when they were doing the unspeakable mr hart had never met Burroughs. He rendered him, because Burroughs appears in the story, he rendered right. Burroughs in a manner, he just guessed, basically, and thought, well, okay, this is this is the dude that I'm, I'm collaborating on with, based, solely based on his words and, and the correspondences. I'm, I'm ha- this is the 70s. They didn't have Facebook or Skype or Twitter, so it was all either done by phone or by traditional snail mail. So through his right. correspondences, he, he developed a mental picture of William Burroughs and transferred that mental image to the comic book page. And Burroughs was stunned at how closely McNeil rendered him, not having seen him at all, right? Right, so, that's exactly what happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so therefore... They decided, Burroughs decided to meet him in person, and that led to uh, McNeil being selected to draw Apuk. But th- there's the notion of the work itself, uh, the, 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 the piece of conceptual art that is Apuk is here, actually, and this is where it gets weird, actually wrote and drew itself. It informed itself based on past and future instances and that that's that's typical burrows because um there's a there's a, an idea of time in constant intercourse with itself like mm. the the past reaches forward to f- fuck the future and and vice versa and mm. and there are things that happened in the publication and the creation of apuk that are really, I mean, it goes way beyond coincidence, and and those things are detailed in the text too, in, in the in the back of the book. Um, what, what what's your idea about that? Um, well, um, first you were talking, you talked to just a second ago about uh, cut ups, and I've always been fascinated by the cut up method and mm-hmm. everything that kind of came from that. And everything that influenced it, you know, even going back to Max Ernst and collage and mm-hmm. his writings and ideas on collage. And the thing, what I notice about 
Apuk is here is really the book or the art pieces, it's all about time. Mm -hmm. And just this clash of perceptions about time. Um, the companion volume, the Observe While Falling, mm -hmm. uh, McNeil makes a point that the West created its understanding of time in its own image as linear, you know, like a ticking metronome based on heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And the perception of time is based on that. And there was also um, another point that McNeil brings up talking about sacrifices, which I thought was quite interesting. It's something I'd never thought of before that I'd always considered sacrifices were like offerings of blood but and life, but they're not. They're offerings of time and potential time. You know, time is the currency, not mm -hmm. blood. Right. And I, I thought that was very fascinating, something I'd never considered before, but makes absolute sense. Sure. When you sacrifice a living organism, you are offering up that time that would have occurred had the thing right. kept on living. Right. That's exactly. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Right. It's something I'd have never considered before. Same, but Same here. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm only like a quarter of the way through observed mm -hmm. while falling because I got uh, stuck in the art of Apuk. It just dragged me uh -huh. in. And, and I, I, there are certain pages where I'll tell you the truth 20 minutes mm. half hour passed and and i had no conception of of that passage of time i just w was mm. lost in the images it, it's gorgeous stuff well i mean that's again that's the book that's the art the art is time mm -hmm. and i think it's a very appropriate reaction to it, it it's of time and it's mm. uh sans time too because mm. there is a very strong uh, and when I say timeless, uh, I mean that you can't really pinpoint any any exact time or era in which this mm. story takes place because it's littered with Mayan pictograms and right. um, uh, just images of their gods and and the things that they. Uh, you know, w understood and 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 uh, at least acknowledged, and I don't mm. want to say worshipped because that's not always the case. But so the first part of the book is just page after page of uh, illustrations detailing these little Mayan um, mm. entities, uh, many of which Burroughs details in the the, the audio passages you heard, um, mm. and then it goes into McNeil's personal notes. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and character sketches. But the, 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 the weird thing is he broke down, uh, he thumbnailed the entire story. And, and those thumbnail uh, roughs and uh, page, page roughs are presented in here, but they blurred out Burroughs' text right. as, as per the, the, the estate. And it would have been really nice to, I mean, if if the 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 entire work itself was unfinished, it would have been, albeit in 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 rough form, if they included Burroughs' text. Because while we can get a, a nice story from just the thumbnails, there's no replacement for for Burroughs' exact words, right? Exactly. 
But, you know, if you look at on pages 12 and 13, I think these, these small thumbnails, I think these are um, drawings of the Dresden Codex. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's what these are. They which do, is right they do and look how old they are the black right um he, obviously black marker some of the the black mm. markings are turning red i love that yeah <laughs> yeah time that's art over time mm. <laughs> well one thing um when i approached when i was getting into this i would look at it i i tended i think we had talked a little bit about it before i was approached it similarly to the way i did with uh Tim and Francie, you know, mm -hmm. where you have just image after image after image, but not so much a story, but a story kind of makes itself apparent after a while. Right. Yes. In and between. I have a very similar reaction to this. You're exactly right. Um, there's no roadmap mm. to, to, to Apuk, um, which is nice. Mm. Uh, it's like being allowed to... Um, spend uh, an afternoon in in Burroughs land and and not being told what to go and where to see first mm. yeah you yeah. you can you can experience it you can open this book at, at any page uh groove on the graphics get a little fraction of the story maybe mm -hmm. flip back another 40 pages groove on that stuff i mean there's no set uh, method at which to consume this stuff, and that's awesome. I think that's that's one of the ways Burroughs would have wanted this mm. viewed. Yeah, I definitely agree, and you know that's the way I approach it. Uh, Many's the time I'll just pull it off the shelf and just stare at a few images for a while, and maybe go on to something else, or maybe stick with the book for a few hours. You know, just mm -hmm. it's just that kind of text. Yeah. It's 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 amazing stuff, and when I said um, before how Burroughs uses the the uh, imagery to comment on many of the things Burroughs is notable for commenting on, um, mm. the there's a strong anarchist vibe to it. There's mm. uh, commentary on advertising and the degrading effects it has. On on both morality um, and and the and the population too. I mean, the the thing I go back to very often in this book is there is a double page spread of a, a cityscape, and let's look on uh, seventy eight and seventy nine, mm -hmm. and yeah. the the place <laughs> is just littered with advertising. Advertising mm -hmm. for Cinzano and Volkswagen and Coca-Cola um, and, and Wrigley's Double Mint Chewing Gum. But yep. the images that accompany the advertising are extremely um, explicit. So the, the, um, the Cinzano ad, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a woman getting pounded in the background. Uh, same yep. way for the, the Volkswagen. I mean, there's a woman getting accessed for from one man from the, the the back and then she's she's servicing another dude uh in the front um and yep. it, it, it's not like we've gone to the point in in our advertising where it's very suggestive 
and and there a lot of stuff is implied well burroughs is is commenting here that that's not the end of it it's just going to keep getting more and more and more explicit because <laughs> it's that desensitizing effect of of imagery like uh, i'm not a proponent of it i don't think but um there was there, i'm a huge horror fan and there was uh, in in the the uh 80s and 90s there was the big uh, dust up over is the explicitness of the violence that Tom Savini show it all mm-hmm. method of, of detailing this stuff is that does it have a numbing effect on viewers where <coughs> where where um, uh, like you say uh, a certain kill is is looked on as quote bad because it's not explicit enough and it mm-hmm. doesn't show enough carnage well that's the same notion here where the advertising is gone to the point where it can't be explicit enough for the people. I mean, the Coca-Cola ad, there, there's a there's a, a penis <laughs> in in the foreground and two women just noshing on it. And, yeah. And, and, <laughs> I mean, I, I love the the art is great, and the, but the the entire image is just a wash in blood and sperm, and it's mm-hmm. really cool because the beginning of the book. Uh, if you are you, I'm, I'm asking you, and I already know the question of this. Uh, the cover for Metallica's Load, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, I thought is, exactly that. Andre Serrano, yes, it looks it, exactly like that. His, what it, Andre Serrano, what what this mm-hmm. the image is? It's uh, two panes of glass uh, mm-hmm. pressing a a discharge of blood and sperm, and the beginning right. of of Apuk looks exactly like that. There's just liquid emissions just undulating across the pages and it it looks like blood and sperm and it's perfect that that conceptually what is apuk about blood and sperm life and death exactly and this image um page 78 79 there's just the advertising reflects you know the writhing bodies Mm -hmm. that are on the streets and what's great is what what you see like that that pyramid that pile of people that's very suggestive of Fritz Lang's Metropolis with people climbing up to Babylon. Yep, you're right. Mm. I, I didn't even see, oh, I didn't even think of that. Bravo. Yeah. But how I saw that, mm-hmm. it, it's a human Mayan temple. Uh huh. Yep. It's in the same, a, yeah. The, the same uh, geometric, sh- you know, shapes and the the you know the 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 ascending. Uh, peak, it, it looks like a Mayan temple to me. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I like your explanation better. <laughs> uh, and and the, and the images in the in the foreground, the 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 street is just littered with naked copulating bodies. Uh, right. And I, I don't think we've said this before, but the obviously the book is very explicit. It's 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 a coffee table book, but mm-hmm. not for your first floor. <laughs> no, it's not for everyone's coffee table. No, if you have a black coffee table with goat heads, <laughs> then maybe. No, it's go. it's a great book. Um, but yes, very very explicit. Uh, not something for the kiddies, obviously. Um, and it, did you notice that this double page is also uh, peppered with uh, Burroughs mythology? Like on the far left, we have the Wild Boys. Yeah, which, well, I saw is, the Wild Boys, but that was about the only thing I noticed it so far. Well, I take the the homosexuality as a mm-hmm. Burroughs staple too. Uh, the, oh, the yeah. right, the Wrigley Doublemint um, gum ad is three mm-hmm. dudes just going at it. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and and Burroughs always had. I mean, to the to the world um, after the, the passing of his wife Joan, the accidental in quotes mm-hmm. passing. Uh, the, the world at large recognized Burroughs as a homosexual, but right. it was ambiguous, um, at least to his friends, whether or not he's whether or not he was. He would, I mean, he would engage in those kind of activities, and mm. then because uh, I'm I'm very fond of the uh, the Burroughs biography called uh, Literary Outlaw. Yeah, uh, I've read that a couple of times. It's oh, great. great book, but. Like say when he was with Ginsburg or or Geisen or stuff, they would be in certain situations where a woman would be in the forefront, and Burroughs would comment and be captivated mm-hmm. by women. So uh, they they uh, there's some passage in there where they say, "Well, Jesus, I I am a a heterosexual, and this woman is doing nothing for me." Uh, mm-hmm. But Burroughs, who purports to be a homosexual, is grooving. I like the part with the stripper. Right. Where, where he's just mystified by the, the antics of this woman just disrobing. And it just uh, his friends were taken aback like, what? Wait a minute. This is Bill Burroughs we're talking about. <laughs> so, again, it's just like his work. You, you, there are notions of um, simultaneous, mm. what's the word, dualities? Like, um, mm. uh, is it? Is it not, or could it be? Is it is it not simultaneously? That that that's um, one of the things I love about Burroughs because it can it, it's many many things at once, um, exactly. and yeah. and he brought a lot of Cities of the Red Knight into this too with the plague mm. and the the uh, the mutations because uh, there's creatures in here that are are ripped from you know your most vivid nightmares. There's this giant mosquito like bug thing uh with 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 a human body and a and a mosquito head it's on page 110 just just and and it has human genitalia that's perched on top of this infected writhing ba- mass of just murderous copulating uh, i mean it it's it's mutated humanity uh, the one dude is getting his jaw ripped off there there's like half tiger half human organisms and it it's it's crazy and then as, as the image progresses you have this 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 panorama of of just brutality and birth and death i mean there's two two gods just going at it and and the um Ejaculation. I mean, and there, like, like Genesis Peorage, uh, there, there's uh, androgynies rife through this book. Mm-hmm. There, there are beings that are both man and woman. Like that's Genesis, mm-hmm. um, and and the the resulting ejaculate just blasts across the page and empties into this this pastoral jungle type landscape. It's it's it needs to be seen. It it really does. Bird-headed women slash men. Uh, and I like the dodo. The dodo is mm-hmm. very important, too. Because that just speaks to extinction right there. Yeah. Well, the the moth creatures, I don't know. When I, when I first looked at that, it made me think of two things. First, um, uh, Stephen King's It, mm. the 
the death of Patrick Hockstetter, that chapter, when he opens the refrigerator and those moth mosquito things fly out and kill him, mm-hmm. I always imagined them looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of got the body of a hyena, too. With, right. with the the arched back and the, like the razor mm-hmm. razor uh, not spines just the way the hair flows but they look like razor spines on the back, right? Yeah. And um, Gerald Scarf's animations <sighs> in the wall, I see a lot of that as well. <laughs> You're right. Mm. You, you are exactly right. Uh, that that mound of bodies looks like uh, it could have been. Pulled from a, a page of a really well illustrated issue of Crossed. Mm. It, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just savage. Mm. Uh, and there's there's cities burning in the in the background, aka you know cities of the Red Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of work McNeil must have put into this project. Did uh, I, I believe it's uh, specified in the text that he spent ten years on these? Yeah, these off images? and on. Oh. Yeah, off and on. He spent, yeah, around 10 years, probably more, because, you know, he would work on it for a while, and then, you know, he would have to take on other jobs, mm-hmm. and then he would go back to it, and all just like that over over the course of, yeah, 10 years. I, I don't think we mentioned mm-hmm. this, but um, the proposed graphic novel between, mm-hmm. comic book, between the two was never published. Never printed. Mm-hmm. We got to be uh, explicit in that fact. This is something that has languished for mm-hmm. for decades, uh, and and thankfully, um, Fantagraphics was wise enough to to give it a, a proper release, albeit unfinished. Yeah, um, you got to thank them for that. I don't think well, this would have found a home anywhere else. Well, and also they released what is what was still available because some of these. Some of the pieces are gone. Some have been destroyed, lost. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of it was unfinished. You know, they released what was there and, you know, very thankful for it. Oh, man, yeah. Mm. Um, but back to um, the story, mm. the the thing that Mr. the unspeakable Mr. Hart tries to do is he tries to harness the uh, the ravenous appetite of uh, Apuk uh, by instilling a control mechanism. And mm. that's another uh, Burroughs staple, the notion of control and, yeah. and th- those who seek control. Uh, and unfortunately, by eliminating the opposition, uh, which is the, 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 balance, the gods that balanced out death, he, in fact, does the opposite. He has no control over death and it just goes runs willy-nilly um but there there are certain lines that we remember from our favorite authors those that kind of burrow into our brains and and take root um like uh control needs death Mm -hmm. like a junkie needs no i'm sorry (laughs) there you go that's how far (laughs) it's buried control needs time like a junkie needs junk and, and it's just one of those things that you never forget because it's so vivid and so true that without the passage of time, control is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that, that Burroughs illustrates very well. And also riddled throughout this book 
uh, or the work itself is the notion that language is a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but he bring he makes it he conceptualizes that notion in that within the Mayan codices they have instilled in the language this virus that leaps forward through time and infects what is the present uh just conceptual triggers that are attached to every word has a conceptual trigger like i say can and you mm-hmm. automatically within within that the nut you know that the nut of your brain you generate an a mental image or a mental mm-hmm. notion of can what is can mm-hmm. cylindrical object mostly made out of aluminum has a pull top uh, mm-hmm. advertising graphics around it to, you know so when i see can bang inside your mind you get can but they mm-hmm. have instilled in the words of excuse me these codices of uh-huh. virus that generates some really not nice stuff <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> well one thing about the codices is and you had mentioned before that the word panorama Mm-hmm. And that these were originally presented as a panorama, and what I was thinking that I was thinking that a panorama, the way it was used back then, you know, it's meant to be immersive, so that you're surrounding yourself with this story. So you immerse yourself in this story of these gods. And you could meditate on it, you know, like a mandala, basically. But it's so it's immersive, and I think, you know, it's probably a big leap to say this, but I think it's an early attempt at virtual reality. Hmm. I don't think that's a leap at all. Mm. Because the author definitely recognizes the power of words and images beyond the surface like um we have i think we're really ignorant uh and dismissive to the to the actual potency of the word and and the image like uh, as far as language being a virus Mm -hmm. these things affect us they change us you can't uh, those listening to our words right now we have taken you uh, I'm, I'm not commenting on the the quality of our uh, of at least my commentary, but regardless of the fact, I'm not talking about good or bad. But if you absorb these words, we are taking you from state A and pushing you into state B. It, it's it's inescapable. It's inevitable. You cannot listen or experience anything without being changed in some way. Mm. And when you infuse a work with intent <laughs> right <laughs> and, and you unleash this intent however subliminal it may be this stuff takes root in the zeitgeist it mm-hmm. it, it it burrows <laughs> that's the word I'm nice it burrows and while the effects may not be apparent in the short term the long term could have devastating effects. Look mm-hmm. at the Bible, for example. Right. Right. We have a book that's thousands of years old that is only gaining 
potency over that span of time. I mean, mm-hmm. the, 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 the concepts and the triggers that are buried in that work have, for all of the, the good it has done, have been devastating as well. I mean, it, mm-hmm. is, it is attacking a portion of society uh, a large portion of society and it's crumbling because of uh well i just we don't have to get into that but but you you have you have wars over this stuff you have uh killings and 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 just verbal disagreements and hatred mm-hmm. and anger and where have all where where have all this stuff come from they originate in the word that is powerful stuff mm-hmm. right? well you know when you mention when you say the bible in the beginning, there was the word. Exactly. I'm that. That's a big deal too with me. That mm-hmm. that 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 initial, ohm that started everything, right. and uh, which speaks to vibration. We are all mm-hmm. in a vibratory state. Um, and where do I want to go with this? My God, you push me in directions, <laughs> and then I, I I lose the anchor. Bring me back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just riff my brother riff I'm, <laughs> but um yeah uh, so uh the 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 mental process of of thought is is electrical it's also vibrational too so i mean it's all tied together right yeah it is it, exactly it, and and these these images um wow they're they're pretty unforgettable. Uh, I'm I'm currently on page 108 and 109, where mm-hmm. you you have terrorist groups uh, and uh, military forces just uh, pouring through the jungle, and they encounter a group of heishis, uh, mm-hmm. very very beautiful, um, mostly female forms, but they are equipped with mm-hmm. massive um erect male members yeah amidst a background a backdrop of an american flag now if that doesn't say all then (laughs) then you're just not paying attention uh plus uh the fluttering flags around them kind mm -hmm. of like little butterflies or something almost right exactly and there's if you look deep in the background there is a pierre boulet styled Ape Man, see uh-huh. him with the with the uh, stars and bars across, uh, fluttering in front of him. Oh uh, yeah, and then, okay. yeah. And then we just got a woman who's just totally disgusted <laughs> with everything that's going on. Uh, yeah. But I bet you she's aroused as well, um, like me. Uh, <laughs> that that's um, it's no secret that Burroughs was not a fan of of the uh, democratic process or any kind of. Um, presiding uh and officiating body where mm-hmm. where you'd had one group that would determine the 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 lives and 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 well-being of a whole mess of people what point i'm trying to make is burroughs was an anarchist mm. uh because he feared as much as he was uh mesmerized by the notion of control he feared it uh and that's a big big part of burroughs's work that um that notion of control and what does control need? Control needs time. Mm -hmm. Why does control need time? Control needs time for that, which it feeds on to grow. Mm -hmm. And we said that before without time, 
control is lost. It has nothing. Mm-hmm. And and throughout all these pages, you just get politicians freaking out and 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 war erupting, and and just people dying for for these abstract notions of of control and domination and uh, who's right, who's wrong. Mm-hmm. You don't believe the right thing. Uh, you don't act the right way. You 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 possess male and female genitalia. What's wrong with you? You're scary. Um, and 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 that that's huge in the Burroughs verse, just immense. And there's aliens and in this the no- thing too. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, it was also the notion of repetition, and like a locked cycle. Like is right. Like control is controlled by its need to control, mm-hmm. as well as this kind of locked cycle, this perpetual apocalypse. Right, but and but that's the thing. The 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 cycles would not be apocalyptic if Mister mm-hmm. Hart didn't remove the the uh, the stopgap. See, that's right. where it all went wrong. Cycles are a natural process, mm-hmm. um, and and they're not something to be feared. They're, it's just the way it is. You know, it's, uh, the 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 universe is a is a, a constantly rotating wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here, we're gone, we'll come back in some form. I, I, I don't believe, well, we're getting into a totally different, a totally, uh, a bigger subject, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, that's what I believe. You, you, I don't think that we are extinguished upon death. I just think we are mm-hmm. transformed and returned, hopefully to do it better or, or at least, mm-hmm. um, more better than the way you did it before. Um, mm-hmm. And but that doesn't I mean, that does not sit well with these people. They riot. They freak out uh, uh, when the they're xenophobic too. when the the notion of something other than humanity is introduced. They just do not take kindly to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And but the aliens are powerful. I mean, they're they're not having it. It's um, and, and then I'm on page 82 and 83. The just the the riots that erupt from these these beings and the violence they cause and mm. again it's it's violence peppered with with sex mm. burrows he just can't have <clears throat> you know the the bloodshed he's got to have the right. the uh the opposite the the sex and the mm-hmm. not necessarily for procreation but it is the act whereby we are reproduced so and that was such a uh, it seems in in the art, the way it's presented, that's such a, a '70s notion. If you think about, you know, the xenophobia against the aliens, uh, think about uh, Nicholas Rogue's "Man Who Fell to Earth." Mm-hmm. You yep. know, fear. Exactly, fear coupled with sex and violence. Yeah, but I think it's it's a it's a fear born out of. Um, maybe a realization that we are inadequate we are mm-hmm. almost unnecessary in the face of this this evolved being like this person is farther mm-hmm. along the chain than we are we are going to be cycled out unless you know we get our shit together and you know people are loath to 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 change change is mm-hmm. very hard hard won uh, if it mm-hmm. uh, i should say hard fought because it's not really won at all a change is very hard to instill and and i think that's the notion when 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 the day comes hopefully that we are are greeted by something other than ourselves you know a big 
a big component of the inevitable dust up and it's common is is that mm-hmm. we've just been rendered obsolete almost exactly yeah but you know, when changing your perception of your place in the universe it's not an easy thing to take it, it's unsettling a little you know mm-hmm. uh let's just groove some oh i love the page let's see there's it it happens in multiple instances but i want to get a good mm-hmm. a good shot of it of the two the two boys whacking off mm-hmm. to the to the <laughs> uh page 84 there mm-hmm. there's two two boys sitting in a in a field of grass with a porno mag no oh, yeah yeah I just, it's it's just awesome uh-huh. and they they they're just playing with themselves to these very explicit images and above them uh, a plane flies by and and yep. the uh the resulting gust of wind from the pay, the plane just blows mm-hmm. the the images of the porno mag flutters around like leaves mm-hmm. but the 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 plane was on a mission it mm-hmm. it dropped a nuclear bomb yep it's not just any plane it's the enola gay yes and it's really neat where the um McNeil didn't choose to go the traditional route and put the the uh, the plane in the sky. You don't see you mm-hmm. you don't ever see the plane in the sky while the kids are on on panel. The the plane is reflected in a, a body mm-hmm. of water, so it, it right. occurs in the bottom of the the frame, not the top where you would expect it to be. And it's just it's unsettling because it's almost mm-hmm. as if. You, you're you're witnessing it not secondhand uh, the panel would mm-hmm. be would be but third hand like a reflection of something mm-hmm. that's going on outside your field of vision it's it's disturbing it really is mm-hmm. uh, and and then we have these images of of people engaged in the act of procreation for whatever end and mm-hmm. they're incinerated these things are just charred turned to dust by this this nuclear explosion and in the clouds of the nu- nuclear explosion you see apuk the, mm-hmm. the 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 death's head and then that explosion is reflected again in apuk standing by a temple mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's, in a completely the, different place yeah and there's the cycle you have the cycle mm-hmm. again massive uh, just stunning really yeah yeah this is definitely a masterpiece this two-page spread right here yeah brilliant yeah and and there are uh sketchbook drawings of the children too early mm-hmm. in the book you could tell he really wanted to to really hammer this home and and just make sure uh he rendered it in 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 the the images that he he generated mm-hmm. in his mind's eye he wanted to get this down just amazing and uh back on page oh boy there's no page number 31 mm-hmm. 30, 33 mm-hmm. the the image of the boys is um rendered in a circle but he takes mm-hmm. a minute to to do a circle a white circle with a black a smaller circle in the in the middle mm-hmm. now what does that what does that speak to you well you think of the eye yeah but it looks like a like a, a fertilized egg oh yeah it looks yeah. it looks yeah it looks like his um his eye goat right um mm-hmm. it's nuts <laughs> Un- unbelievable yeah <laughs> i love this book so much <laughs> it, it, it yeah it's amazing and again one thing that it, i like okay. if you look at page 114, 114. It, it's a simple it's it's very simple 
where you have the god confronting the astronaut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the god is holding a, a gun <laughs> pointed at the astronaut. The astronaut is possibly speaking. But if you look next to it, they have, like, the stone carving. And above that, you have the William S. Burroughs Apuk is here, done as graffiti, mm-hmm. which, you know, calls back to the old, that old graffiti of Kilroy was here. Yep. yep. You know, that kind of spread all over the world around World War II because, you know, it was like a, a meme that just spread all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of makes me think of that. You know, here we have this kind of meme basically spread and you don't know where this um, tablet is or what point in time it is, but it's spreading out. I like that. Right. And I think the title is very important, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because of the fact that Burroughs did not use the past tense. He mm-hmm. used the present. Apuk is here. Is here, exactly. Right. Which you know, means that, you know, time is not linear. Mm-hmm. Time is, in this moment, everything that has or will have happened has occurred. And when, when he says Apuk is here, that mm-hmm. means Apuk is not only here in the present. Apuk is here, everywhere, mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. So death is inevitable. It's inescapable. It's a cycle that will perpetuate forever. And it's here. Mm-hmm. But what I like about um, the the astronaut is not the... F- I mean, conceptually, the you, mm-hmm. you have an ancient Mayan pictogram of, of a human figure in tandem mm-hmm. with with death i mean next to the you have a skull uh, uh skeletal yeah. being next to the the mayan god so uh yeah it's it speaks to death but it's using um uh, a weapon devised by man uh of the present then present mm-hmm. day but look at the 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 astronaut you have a First of all, he's in an astronaut suit, which means technologically he's pretty damn robust, right? He's been to right. the moon, um, but he's wearing a Mayan headdress, which means even though he has advanced in knowledge to the point where he can leap from the confines of the planet and, and set foot on the moon, his history is still steeped in mm-hmm. where he came from, that, that, that Mayan headdress. But mm-hmm. look at and I'm assuming it's his oxygen line trailing off the tank on his back. It looks like a lit fuse. It does. And it's great. I don't know this. I find, I mean, it's a simple image, but I just find it so striking because it encapsulates the all time is now idea. Mm -hmm. And I just, I I really like that. And I can't pick a favorite of the two. Mm. I think the drawing is fantastic, but the the illustration and it's it's rendered in a style to um make one think that it is a uh a raised carving mm-hmm. on a on like as david said on a tablet um yeah. and it's so so you have really really deep shadows um and it, it's it's just gorgeous and uh, and the mayan god is not only uh aiming his weapon he's used it Mm-hmm. You see the you see the ball floating in the air. So the 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 time uh, it really reinforces the notion that the time of the advanced man is very limited, not only mm-hmm. from the fact that he's being shot at, 
but he has this fuse uh, that's that's quickly uh, eliminating whatever remaining time he has. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy nuts. I, I I can only guess at at how much work went into all this, and 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 I can only guess how much of this was directed by Burroughs. Like, what is the part that McNeil played in all this? How much of this information came from McNeil? Uh, I mean, mm. I hesitate to guess. How do you suggest something to William Burroughs? Uh, well, you know, I like I said, I I'd read Observed While Falling. Uh, about a month or so back and it was it was a true collaboration really because nice. Burroughs would give him text pieces and then they would both research together in libraries and then they would learn things together and incorporate that into the work and it was yeah it was a pure collaboration hmm I cannot, man. Just to sit down with Bill, not only collaborate with him, mm -hmm. but just to be at the at the same um, point of reality as Bill Burroughs mm -hmm. and just look at him. I'd be like Chris Farley. You so yeah. awesome. Remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah. Uh, I I really um, like the T-shirt design mm -hmm. on on page. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I don't one thirty five. Mm -hmm. uh, I I would love to have a T shirt with that, but I don't think I'd be able to wear it. <laughs> At least not around the, yeah. not around the house. Uh, for those who are wondering, it is a picture of of one of the aliens mm -hmm. with a guitar, and he's rocking out. Uh, the where his fingers meet the fretboard uh, are surrounded by electricity, which is arcing from. The neck of the guitar to his hand holding the pick. Uh, mm -hmm. Perched atop the head of the guitar is that little moth, mosquito, hyena creature that was that was uh, presiding over the uh, the death orgy we talked about before. And in the foreground, crackling is happening. Massive male <laughs> genitalia. Massive, mm -hmm. just Bill. Well, yeah, he did love his dick, but. Yep, it's just, it's just an amazing, it, it, and it just that is rock and roll in that that, mm. that image. That oh, it's pure Beryl, rock. Yeah, yeah. I'm young. I'm ready. I'm engaged. You're very crackly now. <laughs> okay, okay, you go. Well, one thing that I really like about this image is the guitar. The guitar is organic. You know, it's made of flesh. You know, it's not. There's no metal in it. It's pure flesh, and I just I, I love that. It's so cool, and it has tentacles as well. <laughs> and at times, I mean, it looks like, I mean, you can look at it. It looks like a, a butterfly's wing. It looks like a rib cage. It looks, you know... Every time you look at it, it looks like something different. At least to me. How am I? Good? Uh, still crackly. Okay. Yeah. But another point about this is, you know, if you go back to the the page we were kind of drooling over earlier, the um, 
the big apocalypse scene, you can definitely see the Hieronymus Bosch influence here, especially with the cityscape in the background. That looks exactly like what you would see in the Garden of Earthly Delights in the hell section with the the burning city in the background of all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very Bosch-like. Very apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Which is perfect because the the uh, concept of of death and decay uh, that infuses all of Burroughs' works and it spills out. Uh, you're 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 obviously familiar with Cronenberg's version mm-hmm. of of Naked Lunch. Oh yeah, entropy is a huge part of that. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in that movie that looks brand new. Everything is worn and mm-hmm. uh, decaying, and just the effects of time on these, mm-hmm. on corporeal things, mm-hmm. um, and that that that's just further reinforced in this book. You could mm-hmm. just see the effects of the cycles on everything, mm-hmm. and yes, a burning city, an apocalypse, is is quote bad it's not something to which to which most people look forward to but it's also not really that bad of a deal Mm. because from the ashes of the old Mm. comes the new and and you cannot have rejuvenation without destruction Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just it's this is the thing with with our economic system they keep trying to fix it and put Mm -hmm. band-aids on it and let it die let it yep. go, let it burn, and then something hopefully better will arise. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of heartache and hardship mm-hmm. and probably death in the process, but that's just the way things are. You, you, yeah. you, you can't go through your existence you know, with this rose, through, looking through rose-colored glasses thinking, mm-hmm. I want all rainbows and ponies. Mm-hmm. You, to program, and, and you're not going to go anywhere anyway. If mm. if if my you know conception and and yours bears out, you will be back, and it's a tough nut to swallow. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things in Burroughs' little talk that that we played at at the the top of the show, where he said uh, the the whole notion is for um, you to expire. After which you you come back again as something better, and Mister Hart wasn't too keen on that. He wanted to mm-hmm. to to harness to control Apuk without the death stipulation. And Mm. you just can't have it, as you see in this book. It it can't be done. Well, you brought up Cronenberg, and I'm glad you did that, because it made me think of something where you were talking about worn surfaces, and you'd said that that was because of time. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another another possibility with that, um, is that, it's worn from information. If you think about with Cronenberg, I, I I wrote a paper on him in a couple of the movies a couple of years back where Cronenberg's thesis was that information is an agent of change, an agent of mutation. Mm-hmm. And information wears on, you know, those who possess it. And it, it's, changes them um in cronenberg it was a physical change um if you think about uh videodrome yeah, everything really um, right uh, the brood yeah shivers Going back all the way to the brood mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. with uh the babies and 
you know, Ugh. all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of that brought about by information. Mm-hmm. It's know. it's true. Mm. Like, um, so what is the lubrication required in order to reduce the the mm. the uh, entropic uh, effects of information? What do we do? What is the is there anything possible? To to well, to mm. you know reduce this the 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 way information wears on us. Mm. I don't know. Possibly not. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Probably nothing. Yeah. Just have to let it happen. I I would say ignorance. <laughs> yeah. Ignor ignorance would work, but it's not. I mean, it's you're going to have to pay the piper at the end. Mm -hmm. But it does. well, it could be a case of either ignorance or hyper awareness. You know, to be completely aware that it's happening and adjust accordingly, I suppose. Right, because when you're aware of it, mm -hmm. you can take steps to remove yourself from it. I mean, to a point right. where uh, that is possible. You can't remove yourself mm -hmm. from it completely, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, all this from a book, people. <laughs> mm hmm <laughs> Go get it. Uh, what else yes, do we have? Here? We, we we can do this for another five hours. Well, I love, you know, like I'd said before, I can't, I'm not very conversant on arts, art style, but there are moments in here that remind me equally of um, Ralph Steadman and um, Richard Corbin. Yes. Just kind I'm, of slant together. Yes. I'm glad you said Corbin. This is, the book is very Corbin-esque. Without mm. Corbin's natural tendency to exaggerate. Like mm -hmm. um Corbin has it, Corbin has uh, one of those art styles that would have been perfect for this because he works in two realities. He works right. in the fully rendered, beautifully painted realistic style of the coloring aspect of mm -hmm. his work but the line art aspect is very um cartoony mm -hmm. uh and that's the thing that just attracted me to Bur to uh corbin initially was here you have a guy who didn't feel the need to render like i i particularly notice this in in richard corbin's the way he draws hands he will mm. just give you the barest essence of fingers mm -hmm. he sometimes squares off the tips just um a five fingered bony structure that as soon as you look at it you say hand but then he'll mm -hmm. go in the confines of the holding line and fully render that mm. in beautiful light and shadow and that's what we have here. We have that fully mm -hmm. rendered notion, but the 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 drawing style is way more realistic mm. than 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 Corbin would would uh feel the need to do. Um mm. the the figures are you you it, they run the span from you have these gorgeous androgynous beings that are just impeccably rendered and then you have the citizens of this this future time that mm. are as ugly as it gets. I mean, yeah. running through the streets, sweating, disheveled, their clothing is ripped, uh, and it's all rendered in really exacting detail, just very finely tuned. Uh, it, it, it's amazing. But then he's not, uh, McNeil is not above 
the 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 Stedman approach, where mm-hmm. he'll get very, very experimental and um, mm. emotional. I mean, the the line is just infused with electricity, and it crackles, and mm. it's it's. Uh, I love um, towards the end too, mm. where we have the Dresden Codex, um, page mm-hmm. one sixty two, and it's splattered with paint. And in the paint, mm-hmm. you can see portions of the reality emerging from yeah. Apuk. The the, yeah. the 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 orgy scene is just mm-hmm. blending and bleeding through these codices. There's time yeah. time is overlapping. The, it, it it's like mm-hmm. a, a a layered uh, what are those cookies? Uh, phyllo dough, you know that stuff where they it's just layer mm, yeah. upon layer and layer and stuff. So uh, time is this this stacked thing mm-hmm. where transparent layers leaves let's call them where you can mm-hmm. see other instances <coughs> just being plopped on top of one another it's amazing and all that from just a progression of 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 images just splattered with paint exactly it would, yeah. you know it starts in the very beginning it looks like stains basically mm-hmm. and then more stains and then by the, the third or fourth, you start to see that within the stains, there's an image. Mm-hmm. There are people. There's something happening. And then it progresses further and further and further until you see the the image within. It's like it's on top of it, but it's also within it. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Well, the present is stained by the past. Mm-hmm. It's inescapable. We cannot right. uh, get away from the taint of that which has mm-hmm. come before. It, it it made us what we are, for good or bad. Uh, yeah. It's it's there. It's in our DNA. We're hard coded mm-hmm. for the. For but then, as it progresses, the background, the codices start to disappear, start mm-hmm. to disintegrate. Right. Speaks volumes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. And again, with Burroughs cross pollinating this work with 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 his other. Uh, concepts on page 132 you you mm-hmm. have an illustration that uh mcneil did for national screw magazine mm-hmm. in 76 for burroughs wild boys mm-hmm. uh and th- in the in the foreground you have a crazy mutated beast creature mm-hmm. who has eviscerated an old woman and mm-hmm. from the wound in her belly, and and the, the these two uh, figures are rendered in in uh, grayscale. From from mm-hmm. her belly emerge a cloud of butterflies, mm-hmm. and the butterflies flutter up into the the top uh, the, the top extremities of the page, and from the butterflies they form panels, mm-hmm. and it, within the panels you get some of the events of of the wild boys and yep. its birth its copulation its death mm-hmm. its war mm-hmm. uh it, it just truly mm-hmm. amazing stuff and it, it this could have been a page from apuk mm-hmm. oh absolutely and also metamorphosis you know the butterfly yes. is if nothing a symbol of change mm-hmm. and and uh the um flight of consciousness mm-hmm. yeah and of course yeah. you also have a guy notching on a big dick 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Burroughs. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> he looks like he's having a real good time there. <laughs> and, and, and that image is flanked by a, a, a Grateful Dead-esque uh, yep. skull in a top hat with glasses on, just gleefully observing the whole thing. <laughs> and to the right, you have Mayan gods. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Again, with the androgyny. The, the mm-hmm. plate, they got both both things going on there uh and everything's rendered in orange with the exception Mm -hmm. of the two in the foreground it's it's a hot color Mm. it's it's really really well chosen everything in here uh the preceding pages also are uh go on with the the butterfly Mm -hmm. motif but all of the the uh the drawing uh and the layout in this book are just so well thought out and conceptually rich um that, that so i really have to get around to finishing observed while falling just to get the true um a, a grasp on just how much of of this is mcneil because for some for work like this to go unseen for decades it really is a crime i know uh, well and also the the preceding images with the butterflies that was from a limited edition version of Exterminator. Wow. Really? Didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah, it says on the bottom, from a 1971 oh, they, yeah. limited edition Exterminator. Wow. Amazing. It's just, just it's... Mm-hmm. It's a case of the creative people just mm-hmm. immersing theirsel- themselves in the work <laughs> to, to the point where they mm-hmm. become the work and the work becomes them. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that goes back to what we said about Apuk infusing itself with information. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, it may sound crazy where how can you have an, uh, an inanimate, mm-hmm. obvious, well, I don't want to say this, but to the world at large, they don't kind of attribute cognizance to mm-hmm. a, a work of art, but it's there. It's it's it, um events happened later on in the production of this work that added to the contents and as we've said before, the the events leading up to both men meeting played a big part in the production of this work. So you have the past mm-hmm. and the future dovetailing into this artwork. And it's it's it sounds batshit crazy. Mm. But, oh, I think we passed batshit crazy a while ago. <laughs> But that's okay because that, that's hey, where I live. Dude, that's where I live. If they're going to press play on a, on, a, on a podcast with both me and you, they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's that's how it works. I mean, when when uh, speaking for myself, when I sit down every day and and I do the job for which I'm paid, the 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 stuff that I have gone through in my life all barrel down on that pen tip as it touches the paper i mean the art school and 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 high school and and jack kirby uh and comic books and and life and death and just everything that that has been funneled into me from everything i've experienced that that all plays a part in that little pen nib or in my case a pen touching the wacom tablet all of that it's like this little pinpoint of me everything just boom right at the tip of that pen and where i drag it 
I'm, I, I like to think I'm deciding at the moment, but there's a lot more in that decision than just at the moment. There, there's an entire lifetime of experience, right? For good or bad. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also, you know, you could also go further and tie that into the alchemical dictum of as above, so below. I set you up for that. I just hope you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that's in in the, the smallest dot of ink that you put on the paper, as mm-hmm. above, so below. It carries with every bit of your experience. Which also has a finger in the Akashic Records. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 vast that pool vast of pool human. Of wow, there. I'm, can you hear me echoing? No, um, not really. Okay. That that, that vast pool of human experience that mm-hmm. has been purported to be available to people that can yeah. access that want access it. Yeah, the collective unconscious. That's right. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do, should we persevere, or have we said everything we have to say on this book? <laughs> Um, I, I I don't know. I'm 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 riffing, baby. You know, Riff some more then. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm not drawing a blank at the moment here, but God, I don't how know. About, I could just look at this for hours. How about the uh, the Mayan temple with the penis gates? Uh huh. <laughs> and um, what you had said before, the temple with the opening that looks like a data port. Right, right, right. Uh, they, again, um had to have been unconscious because yeah. at the at the time the only thing that looked like that is a phone jack right uh for those of you playing at home mcneil renders a mayan temple and mm-hmm. part of it is a tower and in the doorways the door mm. the, the 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 peak of the doorways look like a phone jack or a data port mm-hmm. and the, for something like that whether coincidental or not, I don't, I don't really believe mm. in coincidence. It's again, it's another one of those future objects that just happened to mm-hmm. find its way into this work. Now, yes, he could have stacked rectangular shapes, and mm-hmm. he did. He did stack them, and to him, it was just a very nice design to something. He could mm. he could go in and render it. It looks it's 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 exciting to the eye, but to us, it's a data part. Exactly. It's, it's there. So initially, maybe not a data port, but it has become a data port over time. Mm. Well, like you, I have a hard time believing in coincidence as well. And um, not just a few minutes after you had mentioned that on Twitter, I was reading this book it's called Connected by Steven Shapiro. Yeah, you're I'm getting, a really interesting guy. Okay, you're good now. You're getting all um, all mm. crackly and bubbly. Why don't you just back it up just a couple of sentences and just start from the part where um, you said, and you had mentioned on Twitter. Okay. Well, after you had mentioned the the data port on Twitter, just a little bit after that, I was reading on this book that I had been reading from a while called Connected by Steven Shapiro. Is a great writer. He writes what he calls uh, theoretical fictions, where he just makes all these connections between different ideas and whatnot. And he had, I was reading a section about um, 
Landauer's uh, theorem or Landau's principle by a guy named Rolf Landauer, who basically said that information, something, um, the strange fact that while no energy is needed to create and transmit information, some energy is needed to destroy it. So it made me think about the nature of information as being like a building block of the world or our reality. It's true. And information mm-hmm. right now is totally fucking with your ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's, it, 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 the entropic effect of information is bearing down on you hard. Oh, a lot, it is. A, yeah, a lot of that was uh, uh, crackly again. But you know what? Let's run with mm-hmm. it because it illustrates a point mm. um, that effects from mm. without are inescapable as, as effects from within. Hmm. The, it, it bears down on, on everything. And it's just, it doesn't seem to be something that's, at least not in our circles, that's considered mm-hmm. when, we, when we talk about art. Mm-hmm. Why did William Burroughs cross paths with Malcolm McNeil? Why did I cross paths with you? Why do these mm-hmm. things happen? Uh, obviously, my life has been enriched just from knowing you. Mm. Right, and that, well, I mean, same here, ten times over, brother. Right, <laughs> and, but but I mean, to think, um, nineteen seventy, I'm mm-hmm. buying a comic book off a rack would lead to the rise of technology. Would lead to mm-hmm. communications being instantaneous. I in Pennsylvania, you in Korea, can mm-hmm. can can talk together over uh, an information system. Mm-hmm. It just it, it 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 takes your breath away to think that point A can somehow lead to point B. Like, what are the factors involved in that? Uh, is it is it merely coincidence? Is is it a coincidence that one day I decided to um, you know record my voice and my thoughts on on silly comic books, and you mm-hmm. decided to listen to it? Like, how does that happen? It's it's not mm. it's not coincidental. There, no. there, there are things nudging, and w- but what is doing the nudging, and why are they nudging us? Mm. Well, that is the question. I want to know right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! <sighs> back yeah. to the back to the book. A lot of fucking in this book. <laughs> uh, so much, so much. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. He certainly yeah. did enjoy that part of life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, these animal-human hybrids. It's, I don't know. It's this weird mix of, like, um, well, porn and Dr. Moreau. Mm-hmm. And Fritz yeah. the Cat. Yeah. Yep. Just to keep it in the 70s. Um, <laughs> and and w- what's neat about it, too, is it's it's also a book on process. Mm-hmm. Very much a book on process. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, because the work is, is unfinished, Fanographics mm-hmm. just scooped up mm-hmm. everything they could find. There are sketchbook drawings in here. There are pages that look like they were at one time ripped and taped back together. You have the browning mm-hmm. of the tape. They're, they're pieced together from fragments. Some of them look a little charred. Um, mm-hmm. There are 
tracings on uh, on onion skin. Uh, works in progress where you get pencil drawings, ink drawings, color drawings, mm. all on the same page. It's mm. you you get a really valuable first-hand view of just how uh how much was invested mm. in this work. Watercolor images that you know mm -hmm. he he did preliminary stuff and then he said you know, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know. Uh I'm just mm. going to walk away from this image because it's unfinished. Right. But but you have the origins. And I, once you're armed with the origins, do do you really need the end? I mean, the end is obviously mm. the result is right there. I mean, it's it's unfinished, but that is for for good or bad. That is the the end in the, of mm. this image. That's all we have. So we 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 take it as it is. And it's, <coughs> it's, it's gorgeous. Well, exactly, you know. And I love. And see, I don't, I don't really—I don't really have a, a text or a book like this where you see so much of the process. And for me, it was really interesting to see that, you know. And I really like that. Well, it's one of the things I really responded to on this. I didn't. I don't think they considered this initially. They—they they obviously mm -hmm. had a had a goal to finish the work, but the process mm -hmm. has become the work. Right. It—it it, it is all we have. So. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the porcupine too. Hmm. <laughs> the porcupine's awesome. Yeah, I like the. Um, it's on page eleven. The the baby kind of bursting out of the chest. It's weird, you know, suggestive of Greek mythology and later alien. I would say Ridley Scott too. Yeah. yeah, and in the background of the baby bursting out of the chest is the blood and the sperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Excellent. Uh if we haven't enticed you yet to go out and buy this book, mm. you really should do so. If if you are um interested at all in the time and dystopian futures and mm. uh apocalyptic stuff and just really tight, beautiful, gorgeous drawing, mm. pick up uh the Lost Ark of Apuk is here, and this is the one thing that I'm I'm continually, constantly amazed at. Okay, mm. you have Burroughs, who is regarded as uh, one of the beat poets, mm -hmm. uh, but first and foremost, Bill was a science fiction writer. Oh, absolutely! And they always drop the dime on Philip K. Dick as being mm -hmm. uh, one of the great thinkers of of mm -hmm. any any time. Uh, but he was initially, I mean, pegged as a science fiction writer. And that's that mm -hmm. label that, that people like to put on things where, uh, what do you do? I'm a, I'm a writer. Yeah, mm -hmm. but what do you, what do you write? Um, uh, stories. Yeah, but what kind mm -hmm. of stories? Uh, mm -hmm. speculative stories about events that have yet to happen. Oh, you're a science fiction writer. No, right. no, I'm a writer. And, and Burroughs mm -hmm. was, was regarded as a writer, but in my mind, a lot of the things he put down on paper is what we can call science fiction. Oh, absolutely. And I think very, he would have agreed with that. Yeah. Because he was very much taken with science fiction. Mm -hmm. He loved it. Yeah. You know? uh, and you look at his, his, his books, uh, his work writ large, mm -hmm. so to speak. There are mm -hmm. uh, speculative elements mm -hmm. to every one of them. Even Junkie. Mm -hmm. Has yeah. has a has a slight you know 
mm-hmm. sci-fi edge to it. And and I, I try not to pigeonhole creators mm-hmm. in, in, in certain uh, containers, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost impossible not to. Like if right. you say if you say Tolkien, what do you automatically think? Fantasy based, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But he's a writer. He's just that's just the type of of tales he chose to tell. And, and with Burroughs, I just go back to the fact that the man was an extremely accomplished writer, mm-hmm. dealing in yeah science fiction. Yeah, the same could at, could absolutely be said of uh, like J. G. Ballard. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yep, you're right. I think of yeah. Ballard as a sci-fi writer too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, God, it, I can't stop <laughs> doing it. It's just, it's just the. I guess in the 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 uh, the mental processes we mm. we, we undergo, it, it, things like to be defined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's well, see what, I mean, so much of, well, so much of the fiction that I respond to the most has touches of science fiction in it yep. um pinchin gravity's rainbow oh my god it yeah tons of science fiction all over that and it's my all-time favorite book mm-hmm. and, um, and again it's not widely regarded as a work of science fiction mm-hmm. no but it's definitely there yeah it um is. that crazy ass book i sent you house of leaves I mean, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's like science fiction and horror and just everything in that <laughs> yes yes uh language is even a character in in house of leaves oh absolutely yeah and 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 as well as burroughs books too mm-hmm. okay brother hey an hour and a half we nailed it nice <laughs> and get get this people this is not the last time you're gonna be hearing mr faust and i together so and i hope so this has been great yeah <laughs> keep it keep an ear out because we will return with mm. uh, this thing we call Out of Our Heads. Nice. Fitting title, don't you think? Hey, it's great. I love it. <laughs> okay. And a- as usual, this little brouhaha has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCB you think they're Service. happy about that? <laughs> oh, I'm sh- uh, yeah. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. Get your books at massive discounts. There's only one place to go. On the internet's dcbservice.com they're the best well thank you brother i i hope hey, we've, we've done ourselves proud i know you did but uh if, if you've enjoyed this episode uh come to our forum and talk about mm-hmm. it www.11oclockcomics.com and if you're not a member join up because there's a lot of great people there including mr faust who will be happy enough to uh talk to you should you so desire Mm-hmm. The good like as much as possible. That's <laughs> right. And also pay attention to what Mr. Faust listens to because he's got impeccable taste in in music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, likes what I likes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you. So uh, th- hey, thanks for joining us, and yeah. we'll be back. Uh, thanks for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. So much fun. You're the man. We were meant to do this. <laughs> yeah. It is written. (laughs) We love you. We'll see you later. Say bye. Bye. (laughs) 